Okay, we are live. Okay, so it's no vegember. Um, this is this fucking <laughs> funny uh, terminology that the keto carnivore community uses to um, <laughs> basically say that November is a time where you're not eating vegetables. And a lot of people still, I actually was listening to a, um, a clip from Joe Rogan and he had a uh, Paul Saladino on the show, who's a medical doctor and the MD and an MD, and he wrote a book called The Carnival Code, like Sean Baker. Um, and he is very knowledgeable, and he explains the intricacies of uh, how plants can affect your hormones and how, um, you know, even quote-unquote, you can be, could be eating a very healthy diet, but these plant chemicals can be uh, really messing with hormones and gut metabolism and nutrients absorption and things like this. So I love these. Uh, there's another one, steak, steak tober. I mean, really, they're a bit ridiculous. And um, but but I just I love the I love the pushback. I love the fight back. You know, it's against things like you know um, meatless Mondays and things like this, all completely vegan agenda based and based on complete lack of um, science and things like that. But um, why I wanted to speak about this today is because I think it is important to clarify this on my channel. And if you haven't looked at uh, the resources or actually looked at the science behind how these plant chemicals can be affecting you, it's very, very interesting stuff. Um, and... You know, one of the my, one of the best resources I think you can go to is Kevin Stock's uh, Kevin Stock, who's a doctor as well, wrote this whole big ebook on the health dangers of a plant based diet. But he really gets into the the like the nuances of um, various plant chemicals, and there's a couple of culprits. Um, there's a couple of main guys that you know are. So, again, my channel, I come from a very different outlook with this whole uh, meat-based carnival thing. And I think it's a more of a life philosophy is that it's just, it's simple and logical. But if you are interested in going into the actual scientific names of the, nutri the anti-nutrients, so to speak, of things that uh, plants have that affect you, then you must go look it up. But for me, it makes sense. Like, again, I, I, I said this before and I'll say it again, is that Animals have legs to run away from predators like ourselves or other predators. Um, plants don't. So the way plants survive and reproduce is by uh, chemical warfare. So they attack your immune system, they attack your gut with chemicals that uh, send responses to your, uh, to your body and tell your body not to eat you. My only vice and my only plant that I really do eat is this, coffee. And coffee is a good example of chemical warfare taking place. It's a stimulant. So the caffeine is a stimulant 
that uh, stimulates your body, makes us feel good. Um, if you drink too much, you feel jittery. That, that's a response. That's a neurological response telling you to not eat any, or not drink any more coffee because it is affecting your neurons. It's, effect, it's affecting your brain function. So you can imagine when a little ant or a little uh, whatever starts to eat a coffee bean, um, that seriously affects that, um, that bug or something in a, in a very, very um, apt way for them to stop doing that immediately. That's how they reproduce. But for us, we're larger, we've got better detox systems, and for most, plant, most plants, most plants we actually cannot eat. But the ones that we do eat, you know, that, that small exposure to toxins day in, day out, day in, day out, eventually uh, wreaks, havoc, wreaks havoc on your gut. Oh, let me take another sip. So it's that constant exposure to the plant chemicals that actually causes these hormones to, or causes your hormones to react in adverse ways and um, there are a couple of main culprits like I said if you want to dive into it so um, I will link this uh, article that I was reading below um, but the main ones for me are oxalates and phytates so what these do is they prevent nutrients from being absorbed so they bind to things like calcium and magnesium in your gut and instead of your body actually absorbing them, they just bind and they stay and they get flushed out or they, go, or they get transported to different areas of your body or they get stored into tissue. Who, who knows, you know? Who knows what they actually do? But the point is, is that why I think this is important to speak about is because a lot of people that are that that go vegan or that go low carb even keto but have insane amounts of plant matter in their diet may not actually experience the full benefits of the diet itself if that makes sense so it's like saying tony robbins speaks about um how intentions and strategies need to line up. So your intentions to be a good person and to be a good businessman can be the most, you can have the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the right strategy, you're going to fail. And I think that's very important to highlight because it exposes this truth in the matter of dieting is that I was very lucky. I when I started my weight loss journey in 2014, um, I put a picture, see what you can see what I used to look like. Um, I, I, I remember reading up a bit about intermittent fasting and low carb and Tim Noakes and things like that. And I was influenced from the get go from a low carb perspective, which is a good thing. You know, a lot of people aren't. So I got influenced very easily towards the low carb way of eating because I said to myself, hey, fuck, bacon, low carb meats, things like that, I can do that, I can eat that. Where somebody else can be influenced in the other direction, they can think of dieting and think of like, holy shit, I have to eat a broccoli, I have to eat a broccoli every day, I have to eat all this lettuce and shit like that. And I was doing that as well because I just didn't know any better, but I was doing that. 
but your associations towards dieting and your associations towards success can mean two different things to two different people, which is why perception is so important because one person wakes up and views going to the gym as the most exciting thing for his day. That is, he is so excited to lift weights. Whereas another person can view it as being the most treacherous thing. It's, it's effort, it's work, it's, it's pain. It's... So the point is that it's all in your mind. It's all a uh, perception shift that you need to make in order to change your life. And I think the same is with, with, uh, with plants and with eating is that it's not, I'm also not a doctor, not an expert, so I have to say that again and again on this channel, I think you know that by now, there's no letters in front of my name, I'm glad there isn't, because I'll probably get like banned or thrown off the board or something, but you have to discover these things for yourself, so like your journey is going to be very personal, and um, I think once you've made the decision, you'll find the means to get there, but it's so important that I think that I expose these truths about oxalates, phytates, saponins, all these things, that I expose these because at the end of the day, it can save you a lot of wasted effort. You know, if I had known the effects of these, I wouldn't have eaten all of those salads. I would not have eaten all of those veggies. Um, and if you look at, if you look up the, the, the arc of, a, of how vegetables became became known as health foods. It's a very, very interesting um, topic of discussion. It was actually, you know, I was reading about it in California and how it was a big marketing thing. It was a big marketing thing from local farmers that pushed these efforts because let's just go back to the fundamentals and the roots of things. Like vegetables are cheap to make and cheap to produce. Um, so are things like pea protein powders. Why do you think all the top celebrities are pushing for you to go vegan because they want you to invest in their company that sells cheaply produced vegan pea protein powders that's supposed to have the same amount of protein as beef when it, that is absolutely not true. If I remember correctly, it's all about bioavailability. So it's all about how available these nutrients are to your specific digestive system and immune system so there's no point in and it's also about efficiency so like one little piece of like grass-fed beef like that is going to give you way more protein than having to eat the same amount or maybe a big packet like this of pea protein and if you're listening to my podcast i'm busy waving my hands around and holding this big packet which is probably going to make you sif and vomit anyway so you won't be able to get that all in so in light of the theme of my work, eliminating the non-essentials so that you can focus on this beautiful existence that is living, um, a big part of it is like efficiency and, and knowing that, you know, 80-20 analysis, let's just do a little 80-20 analysis. I'm just thinking of that because I've just purchased the book by Richard Koch, hope that's his name. But an 80-20 analysis of of diet would show you that probably 20% of your calories or nutrients is giving you 80% of your energy. So why not focus on that 20%? And in my opinion, the 20% is definitely the good quality meat. 
from animal products. And that's just, again, I'm not a doctor. So what's worked for me might not work for you, but it's worth looking into. It's worth, um, it's worth asking these questions for yourself. Like, why are you eating certain things? Why, you know, da, 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 like, again. And I think a lot of it is, is behind, like, this, the addictive nature to sugar and to plants. And, you know, this Kevin Stock uh, ebook, which I mentioned earlier, which I will link below, which is so good, um, he talks about how we are essentially on a plant-based diet. You just don't know. Most of the stuff you eat is essentially from plants. Plants, sugar is a plant, which is highly refined. All of these things are plants. You know, you don't eat, you don't eat a beef-based pizza with a sprinkle of wheat on. No, you eat a pizza with pieces of meat on, and then you blame the meat for causing your illness where you just ate a whole thing of dough, which is essentially just wheat ground up with glyphosphates and chemicals and things like that. And then you go, oh no, shit, you know what? It was definitely the little salami toppings on the pizza that caused me to get uh, food sick. I'm sure, I'm sure it was that. So this is, you know, again, I love these names for these, uh, for the <laughs> no veggie Um, I absolutely love this name, I'm sorry. Like, so join me if you will, if you are interested, if you wanted to experiment, you know, if somebody, there's a lot of people, um, especially in South Africa that work their asses of nine to five jobs that think that health is this um, expensive pursuit um, that requires hard work and effort and things like that. And I'm telling you now that it couldn't be further from the truth, like, you can at any moment make this the decision to change your life and to become a better version of yourself. And just try it. You know, that's what's the worst that can happen? Like, just I bet going meat-based for at least 30 days is better than you fucking spending all your money on McDonald's and pies and chips and Cokes and things like that. Um, give it a try. And see how it goes. So give no no vegemba a try. No vegemba. I'm getting that. Starting to get that. Starting to roll off the tongue. Give no no vegemba a try, and um, see how it goes and see how you feel. And again, I'm not saying this is not advice. Like there's far better people out there, and I'll link all of them below. Paul Salino for one, um, and Kevin Stock for another one. Tim Noakes, go listen to that podcast with him. Um, he is a freaking type 2 diabetic, off nearly all of his medication. He told me how the, the inception of type 2 diabetes about 15 years ago for him, he should be dead now, but he's not. He's on all medication. He's off awful medication. He is, um, I've seen him in the CrossFit box. He's training like an animal and he's, I don't even know how old he is anymore. I think he's like in his 70s or nearly 80. But what a legend. And... That for me is everything. You know, if you can, if you can live a better quality life and get off medication and play with your kids and go hike a mountain if you wanted to, or go walk to the shops without having to, you know, having to lose your breath. I think those are the, those are the things that all come together and make 
what you do and how you eat and things like that so worth it and i think again back to a little bit of an 80 20 analysis i think diet is such a big part of our lives and um i think what we eat is one part of it you know because what we consume mentally and visually is also another part of it which is also what i'm fascinated about but what we eat is a really big part of it because when you give your nutri- when you give your body the nutrients that it deserves and the nutrients that it uh, craves and wants your body is able to make better decisions that's just a belief of mine so it's important to integrate everything into your life um i think that's all for today um yeah uh and i think i'll catch you in the next episode if you did enjoy this please subscribe uh, hit a thumbs up um share it whatever you have to do it really means a lot and it goes a long way to help people find my work um but i appreciate you being with me it's an honor to serve you and i will catch you in the next episode just for now